My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news. On this, the 8th day of December, 2022, coming to you uh, somewhere out in the ocean. We're en route from Georgetown and Grand Cayman uh, uh, yesterday until uh, we go to Bimini tomorrow. So this is a sea day. We sail around Cuba later on in the day. I'm not sure we've got quite reached where you can see Cuba off in the distance yet, probably not. But anyway, we're uh, tootling along, heading for Bimini. Do have a couple news stories this morning, the headlines for today. The MSC Seascape was christened. Jewel of the Seas redeployed to Port Canaveral. A cut in housekeeping service. Disney tightens the refund policy. And Nassau received six ships on two consecutive days. That and much more here at 11 o'clock. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard as always. You can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcasts from. I just search for travel and cruise industry news, and that pops the fat travel guy. And anytime you are listening to the podcast and want to jump over and see uh, pictures or clips that I may be using on that day's show, there's always a link in the description to the podcast. So you can hop over to the video feed. So, pretty simple. All right, it's a busy day today. I've got this show. Uh, Then I'm taping my interview for tomorrow. And then the Cruz Amiga is starting at 1. So basically, I'm going to be rolling here for the next three hours. Which is why, as you can tell by the background, I am in my stateroom. Simply because there's just no way that the battery on this computer would last three hours. And I pretty much have to have uh, three hours, and that's live streaming, last three hours. Uh, And I couldn't find a suitable place on a sea day 
it'd be different if it was, you know, a port day when the interior traffic wouldn't be so heavy or special events going on, like where I've done the show the last two days in the Lincoln Center stage room. It's also the, at night, that's turned into the B.B. Uh, King's Blues Club. But that worked fine, but there's no electrical outlet in there. I did find an electrical outlet at the Ocean Bar. Uh, the lighting would not be quite as good, but it's right where I would be parked in the middle of where the the bartenders and waitresses go back and forth from the bar into the lounge area, and that's a pretty busy bar. So I didn't think that would be all been nice to be down in the middle of the action. I would have liked that, but to actually get in people's way on the crew, I didn't think that was such a good idea. So I just decided I could do it here in the room and I could stay plugged up. So I hope the signal uh, stays good from here. Um, at least I'm not doing just that. All right, now, tomorrow, I do have a special guest. I uh, talked about her a bit yesterday. It's uh, Michelle Monroe. She's the daughter of singer Matt Monroe. She's written a book about him. She published uh, an album of uh, some of his works. She's also written a book called The Autonomous Cruiser, which is now available on Amazon or wherever you get books from. We're going to talk to her about that book. She lives in Shropshire in the UK. She's also a special interest speaker for celebrity PO Princess Kennard, Brad Olson, and Royal Caribbean. She's writing a series of cruise port guides for disabled passengers that will complement the autonomous cruiser, her book. So you can see why I'm looking forward to interviewing her. Uh, some of you may have seen this morning, I did a post about yesterday's excursion into a Grand Cayman. Uh, and me and my little scooter did fine going to Grand Cayman. The tender was so much easier than it was at Half Moon Key. Uh, this I got the tender, number one, the ramp wasn't near as bad to get on the tender as it was at Half Moon Key. So I just went kind of up a reasonable ramp. Uh, with assistance of one of the guys. And he parked me there on the top deck of the tender. And then when we got into Grand Cayman, I got went I stayed, you know, right from the top deck. So the, the um, port matched the deck on the tender. So I didn't have to do that going downstairs, down that awful ramp. I don't even know if this ship had a ramp. I didn't look. It wouldn't have to because it was the same level. So I just rolled off and then did down, went down a little ramp uh, onto the dock. So it was easy peasy. And it was a nice tender ride in. There was only one ship. 
Uh, Carnival Horizon was in Grand Cayman yesterday. So the once I got to the dock, it wasn't crowded. The last time I was, I rode a tender in. It's been several years ago now. I think there was seven ships in, six or seven. It was humongous throng of people at the dock, and I rode the tender in, and I looked at all those people, and I looked back at the guy, and I said, I'm going back to the boat. So I just stayed on the tender and rode back. So I did get in yesterday and ride around a little bit, of course, had my pina colada. And because I was late in the day, it was too late to do an excursion. And I'm not sure there were any, uh, you know, accessible excursions available. I talked to a couple of the uh, the tour companies that, you know, were there in the Port Hawking their wares, and they had no accessible transportation. So I think Grand Caymans is probably another port that just doesn't have uh, the capability of transporting folks that are mobility challenged or disabled. And again, just to have to I thank uh, Scoot Around for what they do. I saw two more people this morning when I was upstairs at breakfast that are struggling to walk. You can tell the way they're limping and bent over that they are just absolutely miserable. And I'm just, I'm at the point where I'll at least say something to them and say, look, you know, I see you're miserable. You need to really think about getting a scooter. I know people are embarrassed about doing it. They think it's you know, some kind of demeaning or whatever. It's not, folks. Get the scooter. It's not that expensive. I think seven days out of them, it changes from port to port. So it's, but it's like $175 for a seven day cruise and you've got a scooter. I mean, that's not a whole lot of money for the benefit you get. So, uh, again, hats off to Scoot Around for the service they offer. It's just terrific. And, of course, I hope to know more about the Will Power Chairs. One of these cruises, I'm going to have a chair instead of a scooter just so I can see the difference and be able to talk a little bit better about it. But goodness knows I love the Scooter Around Scooters. They're the reason I can do what I do, and I am so appreciative of them and what they do for me. So. All right. I'll be back with uh, some news right after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. 
And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, the top story has to deal with the seascape. And I'm just noticing somebody ate all the pictures that I had loaded up. So uh, that's the seascape in New York City. Went through the naming ceremonies yesterday. Let me see if I can find the other two pictures. See if they're still where I can get them real quick. It's uh, number two and number four. Yes. Okay. Well, that was strange. All right. The Seascape. The newest flagship of Emissy Cruises officially joined the fleet when the Seascape was christened in a gala event in New York City with more than 3,000 VIP cruise officials, local authorities, and travel partners in attendance. The ceremony took place at the Manhattan Cruise Terminal, emphasizing the cruise line's commitment to the North American market and forging the cruise line's connection to what will become a new MSC home port in April 2023 with the MSC Made La Villa. Now, the only problem was that the naming ceremonies was in Manhattan and home port for the Made La Villa will be in Brooklyn. But that's the way they did it. Uh, also, a highlight of the performance was, uh, I mean, a highlight of the event was a performance by singer-songwriter Bocelli. So I'm sure that was pretty cool. He also uh, sang at the naming ceremony of the World Europa in Doha. That was last month. All right. Jewel of the Seas was recently redeployed to Port Canaveral. The 18-year-old ship's first time home porting from the Central Florida port and the second busiest cruise port in the world. Jewel of the Seas addition to Port Canaveral roster of home ported ships makes her the fourth vessel of the Royal Caribbean fleet to be setting sail from Port Canaveral. She joins Wonder of the Seas, Independence of the Seas, and Mariner of the Seas. Jewel of the Seas will be homeported from mid uh, or through mid-April of 2023, offering four to eight night itineraries to a variety of destinations in all three eastern, western, and southern Caribbean routes. Quite frankly, since I've not been on Jewel, I was looking at one of the southern because I'd like to go back to the ABC Islands because I had some reports that they're not near as nice as they used to be. I haven't been to the ABC, so I was looking at that this morning. One of the things that was unusual, and I'm not really sure why, unless it's just really standard procedure, but a lot of the times when a new, glamorous, big ship 
you know, goes to a port for the first time, they have a big celebration. Well, Jewel of the Seas is none of those. He's not a new big ship, 18-year-old, one of the smaller ships, which I have no problem with that. But they did a big celebration anyway to welcome her to Port Canaveral. And they had the dignitaries and, you know, all that stuff, like she's a brand new ship. So, anyway, congratulations to Jewel of the Seas. I hope to, you know, I'm planning on, on getting on her one of these days. All right, some of you know that I I was on Quantum of the Seas. Well, Quantum of the Seas is in the news again, and it's not something that we're going to like. It appears, now this is going strictly from an appearance position, folks. This is not an industry-wide thing yet. But Royal Caribbean appears to be testing a change in housekeeping services, and they're using Quantum of the Seas, which is down in Australia. So, I mean, it's a little different situation. It's a little different market. But still, it's a test that they're running. It has to be. Basically, they're cutting the housekeeping services in half. Traditional, traditionally, cruise travelers have enjoyed both morning and evening stateroom services to refresh their cabins. You know, they come in and they, at night, turn your bed down. They tidy up. If you got any dirty towels, they replace them. You know, and then, of course, in the morning, they come in and make your bed, clean the whole room, replace all your towels and linens and whatever. On board Quantum of the Seas, the service will now happen just once a day. It's a well-disguised method of saving, I think. I mean, they come out with a lot of their usual bull. It's a, you know, it's a sales pitch. Uh, they're saving money. Crew responsibility cut in half means that the crew members could cover twice as many cabins in the same amount of time. That would allow a decrease in staff decrease in labor costs. I mean, maybe even down to because it would require less housekeeping staff to keep a cruise ship going. Maybe that can cut back on the number of cabins that are used for crew. Turn those into extra money-making cabins. Who knows how far some of the cruise lines will go. They'd use less chemicals because they're constantly cleaning, you know, cleaning the toilets, you know, cleaning the sinks, wiping everything down. You know, if they're doing it once a day, you'd have less chemical costs. And clearly there'd be a whole lot less going on in the laundry because somebody on a cruise might have to use the towel twice. That'd be awful. Instead of using three towels a day, use one several times. So that's going to save laundry costs, personnel costs, chemical costs there. Looks to me like it's an entire deal to save money. 
<coughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> the only problem, less service, no reduction in gratuities. Gratuities stay the same for half the service. We'll see if that goes uh, industry-wide for Royal Caribbean. Our friends over at Disney Many cruise lines have been extremely lenient with cancellation and refund policies since sailing restarted. While strict pandemic protocols were still in effect, Disney Cruise Line is now tightening their policies with a shorter refund window and requiring tests for guests to take advantage of the policy. Disney's policy has been the guests who test positive within 14 days of embarkation would be able to use the temporary flexible refund policy to receive a refund in their original form of payment without Disney-imposed cancellation fees. Guests also have the option to apply their cruise fare toward a future sale date if applicable. Now that policy has quietly been shortened for all bookings made on or after December 9th. The cancellation window is just 10 days rather than 14. Another adjustment to the refund policy regards how to qualify for a COVID-related refund. Under the previous temporary policy, guests only needed to have a qualifying COVID-related health concern prior to sailing. This could include symptoms, fever, known exposure, (coughs) or a positive test result. Now the description of those qualifying concerns have been removed from the policy. And it only notes that guests who test positive can apply for the cancellation or move their fare to a future sailing. This more strict application of the policy can help prevent guests from changing their bookings or applying for refunds without medical proof of the illness. Now, that whole story, folks, to me, the truth of the matter is probably in that last sentence. People have been trying to get over on the cruise lines, in this case, Disney by canceling without having really a reason to cancel just because they wanted to. So I'm sure there's some uh, fraudulent uh, offers involved and that's at least part of what they're doing. Anyway, tightened up. I can't say I blame them. This is one I really can't fuss about. So... And I hope sincerely, folks, if you are in a situation where you suspect that you may have or you have done a self-test and you tested positive, then by all means, don't cruise. 
it's, we're going to be living with this for who knows how long, maybe forever. I'm not that concerned about it, but I sure don't want to be around people that are sick. So if you're sick, stay home. All right. Finally, this morning, our friends at NASA, this was a kind of cool story. They reached a significant milestone when, for the first time in its history, the port welcomed six cruise ships per day on two consecutive days. The report revealed the achievement in an Instagram post yesterday, or actually it was the day before yesterday. The news comes as the final touches are being made to the major expansion of the port's facility. We talked about that last week. That began in 2019 and is due to complete in May. The port upgrades are expected to substantially boost cruise ship arrival in future years. Nassau Cruise Port on December 5th received two Oasis-class ships, Wonder of the Seas and Harmony of the Seas, along with Explorer of the Seas, Carnival Cruise Lines, Carnival Elation, Celebrity Cruises, Celebrity Reflection, and Celebrity Beyond. Together, the six ships about 21,000 guests to Nassau. The next day, four more Royal Caribbean ships arrived, Independence of the Seas, Enchantment of the Seas, Mariner of the Seas, and Liberty of the Seas. Disney Wish and Carnival Liberty all arrived, bringing another total of almost 21,000 guests to the port. So two good days back-to-back for Nassau. I have a feeling, folks, it's probably going to be like that about every day during the season. I was, I was in Nassau one time when they had six ships. And there, there was... They were smaller. There wasn't any of the big ones like when they had Wonder and Harmony both the same day and beyond the same day. I mean, that's three good-sized ships. But I think you're going to see that now in Nassau. Uh, uh, quite a bit. So Nassau, Nassau does have some accessible excursions. Just a benefit to me, at least. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. I'll see how my time is because I've got, I still got about 30 minutes till my interview with Michelle. I'll get that out, send her back on her way to England, and then deal with Amigo John and his furline fig leaf up there, 20 below Minnesota. And uh, of course, Amigo Martin, who knows where he is today? I have no idea. I haven't heard from him at all. But he said he'd be here, so I'm going to count on him. All right, let's see who's with us. Cindy's here. Hi, Cindy. Carol's with us. Hey, Carol. Good to have you back again. After your long sojourn at sea. It's awesome. Mike's here. Hi, Mike. There's Sonny down Mississippi. Robert's with us. How you doing, Robert? And Dennis is here. Hi, Dennis. Hotter Tom is with us. Wow, only two people on a on a Holland America cruise. I would have expected 75% 
to needing scooter. Only two people on a Holland America cruise. What? That didn't come out the way it should have. I'm afraid, Tom. I'm you're over my head, which is not unusual. I would have expected 75% to me needing the scooters. There's some kids on this cruise, Tom. There's not, it's not all old folks. Yeah. Like Holland America, it's a little heavier weighted toward the uh, older clients. But there are some kids. One of the, the solo people that I talked to at lunch the other day, 21 years old. You guys just you don't ignore Holland America. The food's good. The entertainment's phenomenal. The service is great. Now it's it's a they're very good cruises. Yeah, they don't have some of the bells and whistles like Carnival has. If you want to get on a roller coaster, go to Carnival. Or if you want to get on the bumper cars, go to Norwegian or whatever. But yeah, I'm. Perfectly satisfied with this cruise. I mean, other than you know, there have been a few issues on the accessibility side, but they're gonna they're gonna fix that. How would you define an accessible transport? It's a van or a bus that has a lift that can pick up or take one way or another a scooter or a wheelchair, a power wheelchair. I mean, a normal wheelchair can get folded up. If somebody can transfer it to the seat of a, of a vehicle, they fold it up. But it's a situation like a scooter or a power wheelchair, they're not necessarily foldable. I mean, they have to come apart to be loaded, and that's most of But an accessible uh, transportation would be a van, uh, like the one I've used in uh, Cozumel. A bunch of times. You know, when I go down to No Name Bar, I take a van and it's got a, a lift that lifts me up, puts me inside. I have to duck a little, you know, and sitting on the scooter inside the van. But that's okay. It's only for a, about a 10 minute ride. Um, lift needed or just storage for the scooter? Can you go upstairs? of a bus uh not very well i can if i absolutely have to if they've got some way of storing the scooter uh, just like i can get into a hot tub um, but there i mean other people in in my arena can't so I'll look for the situation of those that can't walk a little. Yeah, I can. If I have to. Um, it's even more difficult with the newer ships. Removing conveniently located lifts like the midship lifts. Uh, that are removed. Uh, QM2, Quimary 2, has four sets of lifts. Yeah. 
<clears throat> this ship has three three sets. We call, of course, in this country, we call them elevators. Uh, and speaking of lifts, the main pool deck here does not have a one of the lift chairs, which I hate. You know, I'd be more more just, I'm freaked out if they tried to put me in one of those. But the smaller pool has one. So, you know, if somebody really wanted to get in the water and doesn't mind the spectacle that, that I feel that that gives, that they have one for the smaller pool on the ship. But oddly enough, not for the main one, which I found surprising. Yo, 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 Brooklyn in the house. Hi, Eddie. Eddie's with us. Sydney says, I love Jewel of the Sea. Stelled her in 2012. Wow. I love Aruba and especially Cur uh, Curacao. Love the ABC Islands. I'll check that out. Me too. I was really surprised that the reports I got on, well, specifically on Aruba and Curacao, were just not near as nice as they used to be. I used to love them. I've always loved them. I love all three of them. So I, I want to go back and, and check that out and see for myself. Uh, absolutely fish tosh. That's, there's a labor shortage for the workers. Yeah. Um, I, my main problem with the stories is not what they're doing. It's not that they're cutting the labor. It's not that they're cutting on the housekeeping thing. I just want to be, you know, to say that it's a it's a cost cutting uh, measure. And you know, apparently the the labor shortages on the cruise ships now are pretty close, at least in, in the U.S. are pretty close back to normal because they seem to be fully staffed. Um, so I'm a little bit surprised that Quantum's doing this. I could understand it if they were still struggling to, to have enough staff, but the cruises I've been on do not seem to be short on anything. That's why staff goes. The Asian laundries make less than $2 per hour. Oh, the launderers, the people doing the laundry. Um, the, over in the Asian market, Dennis, are you talking on any, any ship that said they got some, no, no, they wouldn't have that on the, on the regular cruise ships here. Um, because you wouldn't get anybody to do the laundry. They're the lowest paid on board. I did not know that. Hmm. That's something for me to investigate. I was not aware that the people working in the laundry were paid less than other staff members. 
I've kind of figured that most staff members were, especially now that so many more people are included in the gratuity split, that they were all pretty much paid the same. Uh, obviously, I'm totally wrong on that one. Disney would be better off continuing the policy instead of tightening restrictions. Well, I think so, too, as long as we're going to have the problem. It just seems to me if they leave the restrictions, that's why I thought maybe it was there was something behind it where people are trying to screw them, get around it or something. Because it, you don't want to make a policy that's going to take the chance on bringing more COVID on your ship. So, yeah, I'm not sure I totally agree with, the, with that one, Dennis, either. It just seems I could see something else causing it, but yeah, I think they'd be better off too. Just leave it the way it is. Man, if you're sick, don't get on don't come get on the cruise. We'll, we'll protect your money. We'll get you on another cruise. Eddie says true. I agree. Um, absolutely disagree with foreign ownership of ports. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm, I much prefer the, the locally owned, but that's again, that's in the world today. There's Katie. Katie's with us. Says, oh, Paulie's well. Dennis says, uh, those port management organizations don't even have the cash uh, to pay for these contracts and upgrades. They're borrowing the money, which makes and what um, many councils could do themselves to pay for the upgrades. Yeah, and that's the truth. Cindy says, is there any nightlife on hell, comedy, dancing, piano bar? Some of the best piano bars at sea, it's, uh, on this ship, it's a dual piano bar, and they're really good. Uh, there was a comedian that's been on two nights already. Uh, dancing everywhere. There's uh, the... Um, Rolling Stones Rock Club, which obviously is rock music. Uh, there's the um, uh, Blues Club. They do some dancing in there. Uh, of course, there there is some, for those that want a little culture, there's some classical music. You don't dance to that. They had a ballroom dancing uh, session night before last. I got out in the middle of the floor and, and, you know, shot a little film of ballroom session. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's just as much to do on this ship as any other ship. And it's, I've, I've been that way on every uh, Holland American I've been on. Just not quite the fancy bells and whistles that she had. I mean, there's a nice casino. Um, numerous bars, you know, and the food's great. 
they have a, a, an orange knight instead of a white knight. That was too late for me. Uh, there's there's late night activities that I never stay up for. I don't, of course, Cindy, you know, I never stay up for late night activities anywhere. Because they get up too early. But yeah, there's plenty to do on a Holland American ship. You're not going to be bored on a Holland American ship. There are millions in South Asia desperate for cruise ship jobs. This is one of the things that I have noticed on this now that I'm I'm starting to catch a shot of a crew member and doing a little interview and post on Facebook and Instagram. Um there seems to be a higher percentage of Philippine uh, folks on the ship. I mean, there's always Philippine crew on every ship. But there does seem to be a higher percentage on this ship, and I have no idea why that is. Um, they're, they're good staff. They're, you know, the bartenders are great. The lady that does my ex Benedictus from um, the Philippines. I just I love her to death. She's she's really cost. I stopped in yesterday after I got back on board uh, because there wasn't anything that was appealing to me in the way of food where I went to have my pina colada. So I was a little hungry by the time I got back on board. So I ran through the buffet just to see what they had. I usually don't eat the buffet at lunch. And my little, my little gal that makes my eggs benedict in the morning was sitting there carving roast beef. And I said, ooh, that looks good. I'll have a roast beef sandwich. And she carved me up a roast beef sandwich. I had a little roast beef sandwich yesterday. But, yeah, she's, she's fun. I like her a lot, too. And, then, of course, Rhea from, that was on the Maravilla that met with Elizabeth and I in Cozumel was, I mean, she's Filipino as well. And she's the best bartender at sea. But, anyway. I like her a lot. So, yeah. Um, a reminder that even though the wages are absolutely low, it's still better than what they could make in their own country. Yeah, I know. And most of them, the ones that I've talked to that I've gotten to know over the years, you know, they send, you know, at least 50% of what they make home. Um, so, and that's one of the reasons that I like to give the ones that are doing something special to make some cash. Because they have to live also on the ships. And some of them, now they're not as bad as they used to be. It used to be that they wouldn't, the, the cruise lines wouldn't pay the people until the end of the contract. Which means they would get one huge paycheck check, you know, six months. Well, they don't do that anymore. Thank heavens. They, these guys get paid as they go. They get paid, I don't know if it's weekly or bi-weekly or whatever. But back in the early days, a lot of the cruise lines paid them at the end of the contract. Then it says if you're sick, stay home, especially with the elimination of pre-cruise testing. Totally agree. The job doesn't protect you from getting it. I, yeah. Um, there's more people masking, uh, on, on the ship 
than I've seen for quite a while. And that's probably because, well, number one, yes, it is an older, you know, a majority of older people, let's put it that way. Uh, but I mean, I, you know, I keep my mask in, in my pocket. So if I need it, it's, it's handy. I'm still perfectly comfortable for the most part, not masking. Um, I watch my distancing. And I try to stay away from kids that are coughing and crap. That one's the one that really bothers me is, is kids and people not taking care of their kids and getting on a cruise ship when the kids are sick. I mean, that's, that one goes all over me. Good, good information on how. Never really looked at uh, cruises on that line. Yeah, I'm, is I right how right up there? I mean, you, you, you know, there's things to like and dislike about everybody. And I don't find anything to dislike about this other than the stupid bathroom doors. That's the biggest problem I've had with this ship, and they're going to fix that. Other than that, man, it's been just as good as, it's been every bit as good as our, our cruise, Cindy, on, on the Paradise. It's a little bigger than the Paradise. But the entertain it's a different type of entertainment overall, because Carnival's not going to have any classical music, for instance. And uh, I mean, these guys, they play every night somewhere, either on the big stage, which is girl stage on the ship, or in the, uh, the normal stage that they use all the time, which is where I do the shows from. Lincoln Center Stage, it's called. At night, it becomes the blues club. So the, the room is used for two entirely different things. But yeah, it's it's really good, and it's crowded. I mean, the, the people turn out; they really like it. I'm surprised at how many people go for the the, the classical music. I'm not that there's anything wrong with people that like classical music because I enjoy classical music too. But I'm sometimes surprised that that room's full of people, and then the the balcony of deck up. Is all people are sitting all the way around the open air, looking down into the uh, to the room. So there's a crowd upstairs as well. So yeah, it's there's you need to consider it. And again, you know, it's like I do with everything else. I look for a bargain. I got a bargain on this cruise, so I jump all over it. So. Dennis says, we're good dancers in my family, but prefer club music. I've always been a dancer until, you know, I got, you know, the health issues. I come from a dancing family. I love to dance of any kind. Folk dance, ballroom dancing, popular dancing. Hell, I didn't care. I found out at a very young age. When back in those days, at least from backwoods, Virginia, the 
males growing up didn't want anything to do with dancing. Oh, that's sissy. <laughs> so I was the dancer. And guess who had all the girls? The guy that would get out and dance with them. So yeah, I, I've always loved dancing. I wish I could do it now. I actually enjoy getting out on the on the floor on my scooter and move around with people. So yeah, uh, I, I enjoy that part of it. Again, I don't stay up late, so I don't get to do as much of it as I'd like because of my silly schedule. Get up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Yes, indeed. Filipinos dominate the industry. And many already speak English. Well, that's one of the nice things. It's clearly the Filipino staff you can understand a whole lot better than you can. I mean, any of the other other folks that, I mean, they all speak English. But there's times when I struggle to understand them because of their, they're not as good as like the Filipinos, for instance. But yeah, I, I, I like a lot of the Filipino folks. Dennis says, you probably won't be meeting the dishwashers and launderers. Uh, yeah, probably not, but I've gotten, and, and as much on this cruise as any, I've gotten, uh, I've chatted, let's say, several times with some of the staff now. And I don't mind uh, asking them about that. Yeah, they know what I do. They, you know, they know I'm, I'm, a lot of the times I'm doing research. So uh, maybe I'll see what I can find out. But yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to go down to the laundry. I, I understand that. Or uh, go back in the kitchen and see the dishwashers. Yeah, probably not. They might put me to work, and that would suck. So, um, Eddie says, uh, Alice booked me on Prima for my birthday. Very nice. I was looking at Prima and Viva this morning for a couple things. And... I will throw, I'll dangle this out, folks, because I can't officially say anything uh, about it at this point. But there may be an announcement coming soon about the Norwegian Joy in a certain sailing. Oh, it might be involved with Mayday. I'm not, I can't say a word yet, but. And it's a little longer cruise than, than normal. Uh, but I can't say anything yet. We'll see. Hi there, Tom says, Chili the Dancing Bear. Anyone remember the Dancing Bear on Captain Kangaroo? Of course. Mr. Green Jeans. Yeah, hot air time. I'm that old. Well, guys, I got to get off the air because uh, my interview is coming up in about eight minutes now. So I've enjoyed chatting with everybody. 
You guys have a fantastic day. And uh, I will see everybody for the Cruz Amigos at 1 o'clock my time. And then again tomorrow at 11 o'clock for Friday, Travel and Cruise Industry News from on board the New Stottendam in Bimini in the Bahamas. That'll be happening tomorrow. All right, guys, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fantastic day, everybody. See you tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.